0: Welcome, everyone, to the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. So, folks, we have a wonderful guest on today. I even said in the episode, it's like a TED Talk for artists or anyone. You know what, though? Anybody in life and also creatives, not just artists, but artists today. Scott Koblish is on the show. Scott's done work on Batman, a lot of Deadpool, Avengers, all sorts of stuff like that. He's a cartoonist, songwriter, the man, like you guys' host. There's a lot in life, let me just say. And he joins us today to talk all sorts of really good things. Motivational in working in comics, but also being an artist. And also in life too, the to finals goals in life, you know, and the stepping stones. We talk about getting in the comics when he was a younger kid and such as well. And the fe- maybe the future of the comic book industry. And how it is now with COVID, what it's been like working in comic book industry and the hustling and such as well. I honestly, in this intro, I cannot put everything that we talked about into it. There's no fucking way. But, folks, if you guys want to support the show, I guess you could say, make sure you guys subscribe to the Comic Chronicle podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or comicchronicle.podbean.com. And if you want to keep in touch with the show, follow me at DakotaMorgan3 on Twitter or at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram. Keep in touch with the podcast I do, uh, Twitch Video Games, which now I'm doing that, on YouTube, Dakota Morgan, and on Twitch, codarex ninety seven comic book writing, uh, animal photo- caretaking, photography, all sorts of jazz. And before we get into the show, though, I hope the guy you guys are staying safe and healthy out there. It's been crazy. We've got an election in America. We got everybody stressed. Holidays are coming up. We know. We've all been saying winter is coming this holiday season because of Game of Thrones and because COVID, you know, COVID's a bitch. Fuck 2020. Fuck COVID. I don't, I'm going to get a t-shirt, probably. But yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode, and hopefully you guys are staying healthy, safe, and happy. Make sure you guys... We talk about it in this episode. Try to stay happy. Turn off the news. Go and watch, like, two minutes. Make sure, like, the world's not on... F- well, make sure you're not being nuked. We don't need Fallout World. Just yet. Later. Once we have the bonkers. But. But, 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 but. Turn the news off after a little bit. Do something enjoyable. Do something fun. Take a break with the brain. Read a comic. Play a video game. Watch a movie. A television show. Whatever it is. So, without further ado, folks. So, I'm going to end this intro. Because <laughs> it's getting kind of long. I'm going to end this intro with please stay happy stay healthy and like always stay creative as you know the catch catch a little saying here and though without further ado yet again <laughs> we're gonna get right into my little talk with scott koblish now scott i like to do this with everybody on the show because i'm a professional the military tell i this all sorts of jazz and i gotta say scott is welcome to the show good man oh well thank you i of course i know we didn't We started, before we started recording, technically, I guess we kind of started on sort of a dour note, so I kind of want to be like, hey, it needs a
1: positive, right? (laughs) It kind of was
0: a dour note, like, fuck. (laughs) No, that's
1: okay. Uh, I'm doing pretty well today, so. Good, good, good. I mean,
0: I gotta ask, you know, it's a question I've asked some people, some friends of mine who work at DC and Marvel and all sorts of jazz in in the film industry, because I I do that, too, that's used to exist. Yeah, what is it like? Have you been keeping busy, Scott? Have you been able to like you know still keep working, or has it been like kind of tough? What has it been for you like in this new world era, in the pandemic kind of thing? Yeah, um, has it been easy for work as a fellow comic
1: book guy? Has it been easy for work, or? Um, well, it's it's uh, it's never really that that easy to do everything anyway in comics because uh, you know things pop up, things go away, but. um... Yeah, I. I uh, it's been, it's been, it's been an odd year. I mean, normally, um, I think things are a little more stable, but they seem to have stabilized out. I. It's hard to tell, you know. Like, um, you kind of imagine that um, that things are. Uh, Well you get kind of superstitious as a freelancer so you never know like what what's happening in the rest of the world you know. (laughs) That is true you don't know. (laughs) Yeah you don't know so like you know I had a project that I was working on for Marvel that got uh sort of sidelined just because of the mm. pandemic and I'm not sure what's happening with that but I've been doing a lot of stuff for DC and um and I've been really enjoying it so like uh uh, and I've been working on one of my own projects, you know, that I want to try and get out someday. And, uh, you know, so it's a little mixture of that, like uh, just some odd, uh, you know, pitches that we've been doing with a couple friends. And, um, you know, one, one project that I'm kind of working on to try and get uh, get going. And, uh, you know, and then just uh, freelance. I mean, it's pretty much the same as it was for me before. <clears throat> just, you um, a little uh little more uncertain, I guess, you know. You know, I've it's never true. I, the
0: uncertainty level was high.
1: Yeah, I mean I could count on just one finger the amount of times that I had a project uh um you know, uh once I finished it like shelved um for an oh, indefinite wow. amount of time. So like, you know, this the the one that was it was how to read comics the Marvel way I got sort of just pushed off to the side. It was supposed to come out... Are you shitting me? No, it's it's just normal. Um, but it was supposed to come out around April 1st or April 3rd or something like that. And it just got uh, shoved off to the side. They haven't canceled it. Uh, I think that they still have it. You know, the first first issue in a quarter are done, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of uh, trying to figure out, like, you know, where it fits into their publishing plan, if it does anymore. That's um, true. You know,
0: so. it's true. Well, I mean, you work like crazy, because it's even in your Twitter bio, which I thought was, I had no idea. Like, you're a cartoonist, you've done Deadpool, you've, and apparently a songwriter, too. That, that I'm like, wait, Scott does songwriting, like, legitly? Or is it just one of them fun <laughs> things you put in there?
1: Yeah. Um, no, you can look up. Uh, I have a lot of stuff on YouTube. If you look up my name, Scott Koblish, on YouTube, you'll find a whole bunch of. Um, I have. I was like twenty some odd songs oh, wow. that I just started workshopping. You know, out and playing, and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of art. There's a lot of. Uh, just I. I kind of try and create all the time. You know. So.
0: It's true. I mean, especially in these times, like I found. Doing what we love is extremely important, especially in like the whole pandemic world that we're in right now. Like, I think it's almost been almost like maybe a yay or nay, and on this one's got it's almost <laughs> been therapy in a way. when I'm when I'm writing because I do the writing side of things, I mean, you're doing the magic and being an artist and bringing words to life. But it's almost been therapeutical in a sense, being able to do what we do during this time. it's like, oh, I can take a break, you can turn off the news and everything like that. and
1: Am I wrong in that sense to think that, or have you been no, in the same boat? I, I, I've I've used my work to to kind of soothe me for a year, so yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's a it's a long process of just sort of like uh just sitting and drawing, you know. It, it it can it can be very meditative, so I enjoy that that aspect of it. Yeah, the world is kind of crazy right now, so and people are get really worked up. So I'll poke my head out every once in a while on social media, but then. You know, you just don't want to focus too much on it because it cause it, yeah. it will it will drive you down.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it will! You yeah, you're like oh yeah, let's see what's going on in the world.
1: Oh, I'm done. <laughs> How long I've are we been, on the news? Two minutes. Oh, yeah. but, but <laughs> I've been pretty happy. I I, I actually I just did a, a whole bunch of assignments where it was a Batman story, uh-huh. or a set of Batman stories for um for DC. Uh, it's a uh, Batman Gotham Knights. It's a digital first kind of thing, so it's um. I got to draw like Batman, which is a really lot of fun. I got to do Toyman and uh, wow. this other character that doesn't have a name, but um, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to sort of create things. And Toyman was a lot of fun. I I I kind of you know I've seen a lot of Joker stories and things like that, but it was nice to be able to draw like a Toyman story. So and I think I figured Batman out, so that was a help for me. Because, uh, you know, I've drawn Batman a couple times, and it just, uh, uh, it looked great, but it just hadn't clicked in my head about, like, how I wanted to draw him. And this time out, I was able to sort of just uh, finally figure out what it was I wanted to say with the character, so. Which
0: is so a that thing. Yeah, that's a it's big thing. thing, like. Uh, people don't often talk about that i think as artists i think you guys just like look at a picture like oh i want to do this and that's it but no it has to click with you guys and there's so much more into it than i think people understand like you just mentioned
1: well that's the thing like you you, there's an aspect of professionalism that you have to just do it like you know but sometimes like you're still searching for your voice inside Mm -hmm. of it when you're doing it and that's that's the that's the aspect of uh, these Batman stories that I think clicked with me finally. So I was able to sort of say, oh, okay, that's great. That's That feels to me like Batman. Uh, and a Batman, I really enjoy drawing. Um, so and it's really pretty good. I, yeah, issues 18 and 22 are the ones. 18, I think, is out right now. It's a short, like a eight-pager. And then 22 comes out in a couple weeks. And uh, nice. that one's a 16 pager so that was kind of fun nice i mean
0: it's com- it's doing something new which had to be fun to do especially because toy man like as you mentioned it wasn't joker and it's a superman villain versus batman which you don't often see at all
1: it's true and i i really enjoyed the the aspect of it i i thought uh i thought it turned out really great so nice russell did the script on that one and mark guggenheim had done the uh, one before so oh
0: that's a tough act to follow <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, they're really great. I mean, uh, uh, both scripts were fantastic, so I was really happy with it. You know, like, uh, it's really great. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to have an editor that you trust and like and uh, has great notes. And then uh, it's really great to have writers that uh, really know what they're doing and, you know, uh, bring a, an aspect of, like, fun and enjoyment to it, you know.
0: Exactly. So. And that's what you got to have with it. Like, you got to have fun. Yeah. people. I've known people in the industry. I won't say names. I've known friends of mine in the industry, and I tell them, they're like, oh, it's it's just so much work. I'm like, but you got to have fucking fun. That's the point of why we're doing
1: this. Absolutely. We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to have fun, yeah. Like, even the project that I'm working on on my own, like, you know, before, like, I'm thinking of doing it as a Kickstarter, and but I want to try and get everything kind of squared down before I present it, you know, but it's uh, I'm trying to make it kind of fun, you know, I'm trying to make it interesting for myself, and... Have lots of different characters and lots of different uh, um, things for them to do and enjoyable kind of stuff. So
0: exactly, uh, you
1: know, and hopefully something that the audience will like too. Um, you really can't gauge exactly what an audience is going to like, but uh, you know, if I'm interested, you know, in the stuff that I'm doing, uh, I suspect that people would like it. Well, so. you know, there's the so old funny. saying,
0: Scott, and it's mostly used in the porn industry, but there's an audience for everything. <laughs> there really, is, there really yeah.
1: Is. yeah, and then hopefully with, like, a Kickstarter, you can find the people before, uh, you know, you put the thing out, because then it helps to pay for everything. It's kind of it's kind of like finding, like, you know, in comics, most of the, most, or in movies, most everybody, like, um, you know, it, you, it's a point of purchase kind of thing where the, somebody gets the the product after you've finished it. But with Kickstarter, it's kind of like you just get your audience up front. So I'm hoping that, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, that that aspect of it can actually happen. I I don't have that big a media presence. You know, like I say, like I try not to – like I have a whole – like I have a bunch, a bunch of my friends on Facebook, do you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> I really don't try and yeah. search – like, like a lot of other folks, you know. Um, so I don't know, and I don't really use my Twitter feed that much. So I'm trying to do more social media stuff in preparation for eventually, like, you know, trying to get the word out about the Kickstarter, you know. So
0: yeah, oh um, yeah, that, it's all that media and stuff.
1: It's yeah, that I'm, aspect though yeah. is kind of new for me. So like, uh, I expect that uh, you know I'll present it. I'll try and get the word out. I imagine I'll fall on my face, maybe make some errors, but hopefully they won't be fatal. (laughs) I mean, hopefully,
0: I mean, usually, unless it's like some scandal, you're fine. (laughs) I think think it should be good, yeah. Honestly, though, you don't look that older to me at all. So social media, like, I don't know, I'm guessing you're probably late
1: 20s, early 30s. Oh, I'm older than that, but it's, uh, it's just, uh, social media is just an odd, like, thing, like, uh, uh, for me, I, 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 Twitter looks to me like, uh, people just sort of, it's such a small medium, like, it's either advertising a a thing that people are doing, which is valid, or just, uh, punching people very quickly, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, it's really not a place where you can do, like, long-form thoughts. Um, you know yeah, what I would wind up. It used to be. It used yeah. to be. Though. I want to vouch. It used to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, but uh but yeah, yeah social is uh you know it's interesting. I I I like I say I, I do participate, it's just that I don't really do very much with it. Okay. So but uh with the with the comic, you know, that I'm working on, maybe I'll have to figure that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean so it's all on you. So you're writing. I know you probably don't want to talk too much about it. I won't yeah, details, just but...
1: because it's not done, but it is an interesting process, and I'm going yeah. through it now. Uh, it's me uh, writing it out. Like, I kind of think visually. It's just a product of how I am. So, I've been just doing covers right now. Like, I've got the first six covers mapped out. The first five are done. The sixth one is, and then what happens is like I'll, I'm drawing the characters out. I'm thinking of the story as it goes. I've changed it a little bit, like I've moved some things around, uh, you know, but it's all a product of sort of doing it visually. So, like, I'll come up with the characters first and then uh, and then sort of surround them with other characters and just see, like, what, do I, what I think the other characters are going to do. So uh, it's kind of like that. And I'm plotting out the stories and trying to figure it out. Like, it's a long, it's winding up being a very long story, so... Which I'm is good. That's yeah, yeah, good though. Avoid it being like, um, uh, I remember Alan Moore's advice was like not to uh, try to do too much at the beginning. Uh, but mm, yeah. that might wind up happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly not like, hey, people, we I,
0: I got a Kickstarter. What are you doing? Ah, I need money for the first 30 issues.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's oh, the other no. thing. isn't like, I was thinking about just doing it so that it's a like issue by issue basis um, as opposed to doing it all on one big block thing but I don't really know what the process would be on something like that so
0: yeah do the research good man because I've seen that's the best way to go about it when you try to do the I want the whole series one it's way more money than it would be separately and so to try to raise that much money at once
1: yeah. Almost- Unless your name's Todd McFarlane or your critical role. That's it. <laughs> but, well, know. that's the thing I was thinking is that, yeah, if I did it like where I was like, okay, it's the first six issues, um, you know, and here's the here's the story, like, yeah, I'd have to raise like six months worth of income. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: but if I do it month by month, I think that I can kind of do it that way. Um, yes,
0: I, I, I'll so vouch for you. I'm, I've had a few people on with a Kickstarter. I uh-huh. Actually, I've had a lot of people on for Kickstarters. So let me oh. tell you a personal advice. Do that. I, uh-huh. I got it on the record right now. Do that, good man.
1: What other advice would you give as far as Kickstarter things?
0: Well, a Kickstarter for you and for anybody listening right now. It, Kickstarter, it's prepared to, to hustle. I mean, you know all too well about hustling, too. Right? We mean, we in comics. We know. But mm-hmm. prepared to hustle like crazy do the single issues, don't do the big thing like that, and maybe prepare. I don't want to be sound negative because I hate sign negative. I really do. Believe it or not, <laughs> is prepare to maybe fail your first time around, but prepare to get right back up and go back at it
1: and learn yeah, from the mistakes. I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. Like, like the thing that I do like about Kickstarter is that uh, if it doesn't fund, you don't have to do it. But this is something yeah. that I want to do, so I want to try and get it to actually work. So
0: exactly, uh, exactly. Well you never know with it. Like Kickstarters right now be doing very well. Even in like apparently we're in a recession or some someone told me something. Like, okay. But so Kickstarters is doing very well. It's a good time to do it because everybody's online.
1: Yeah. So I
0: think it's good. I think it's good. But I've been very curious, so as yourself here, i want to talk about you for a little bit here is have you what were you a comics fan before you got on the comics on
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah I- Picked up comics from when I was about seven years old, and I liked animation before that and stuff like that. So good. yeah, I'm, good. A, I'm a fan.
0: <laughs> all right, good. So, so I did. I there's a subject change there, but I was like, let's no, not talk about this anymore because otherwise, I feel like we may say something about your Kickstarter you don't want to. So I didn't want to like dive to the rabbit. it's rap. Just be
1: like, not uh-huh. ready <laughs> yet. That's all. You yeah. know, like you sit there and you're just like, I want to tell people because I'm I'm excited about it, but it's one of those things where like. I know that I'm not quite ready to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, so, it's it's the curse it's like of being in the other place. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything, but yeah, I'm, I'm a giant comic book fan. I, I spent my entire teenage years like reading comics and um, you know going to school for it and stuff like that. So you know, I did. I there I was lucky enough to be living in New Jersey about. I guess it was like a 20 or half an hour drive to the Kubert school from where I lived in Morris Township. And, um, that was a lot of fun. You know, it was, um, Joe was, te- Joe Cubert was teaching the classes. So, um, you know, it was nice to have that, uh, you know, as a kid, you kind of got a sense that, um, well, he kind of beat the fanboy out of me. Like he just was like, this oh. is a job and it's very important to like, focus and drive down and there's no goofing off. So that was a good thing to do, but, but, uh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely a great way to start, you know? So. Um, Would
0: you recommend it usually? Cause I very, I have to be honest with you. I think maybe the only people I've had on the show over three years of doing a show, even friends of mine have had on, mm-hmm. I think maybe two people have went to school for comics. Oh, maybe two. Yeah. So would you recommend it to an artist, or, or like especially Kubert
1: School? Because I know wonderful things about the Kubert School. Heard yeah, only I would recommend the Kubert School. Yeah, if you're of college age and you want to try and go into comics, that's a great place to do it. Um, there are a lot of art schools that'll give you some sense of, uh, of uh, you know, art and like a wider variety and a wider kind of view on things. But yeah, you know, I it's not necessary. I think that, uh, if you have the drive to do it, then that'll be where you find your focus, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, it's just that, uh, with college, it helps to kind of be around like-minded people, you know, people who want to be there because they're really into comics or really into art or something like that. And to have teachers that can kind of guide you, maybe, maybe, maybe help you skip a step or two, but, but you're right. I mean, honestly like there's nothing like actual experience of just doing a thing day after day. So mm-hmm. nobody's ever mm-hmm. asked me like when I got a job, you know, when I work on whatever Batman project or Deadpool project, like nobody ever asks me like where I went to school. So <laughs> Oh, that's like,
0: that's fair. Well, cuz they don't expect
1: it though. Maybe it's
0: because maybe it's cuz that reason they're say- but when you do say, "Oh, I went to school," It's gotta add something else to when they're like, "Oh, this man's more of a professional." Like he actually went
1: to school, or is it kind of like, "All right, buddy," <laughs> I yeah, I just nobody's ever asked me. I mean, like I, I, my first job in comics was working in the bull, Marvel bullpen there. So like, oh wow, I, you know, there were people from Pratt. There were people from almost everybody had gone to some some college uh everybody either gone to Pratt or uh Sonny Purchase or uh or uh Hubert School or SVA um usually sometimes you'd find somebody that went to RISD up in Rhode Island School of Design um and then now you know like um I found that living out in California that like there's a lot of focus on animation so if you go to uh one of the local schools here like uh School, school of art and Design or any of the, the stuff uh, cal in the Cal system like um, that that's kind of geared towards getting you into animation so um, which is great but uh, but a different career path so uh, yeah you know and actually I, I would say almost maybe a more successful career path to be honest like animation oh. they need an entire army of people with comics you pretty much need like three four (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: that's true that's true but i mean which one i it's a toughie like which one are more people going into though because i think it's animation nowadays it used to be comics not too long ago but i think past couple years maybe it's animation a lot more people are going into that one, so it's still a lot of people in comics, but
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a lot more women in co- in animation as well. Like, uh, That's true. certainly, Perfect. like I know that uh, some of the graduating classes in the past few years have been about seventy percent female. So oh, cool. you know, like uh, there's there's some differences, you know. Yeah, uh, which is but, true. Uh, it's good to see.
0: Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person, well, let me tell you, go to Draw the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad, let me tell you. I've been going there for years, I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time, such a good guy, it's such a good community, everyone who works there, they know you, they, you get your box number, you get your thing, you get all you need to do there, you get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be, comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them at draw, DrawnToComics.com or find them on social media and the number 623 847 9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to a future me.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, oh. yeah, well, I'm curious on a sense here, though, because, I mean, you've done Deadpool, you've done Batman and such like that, but what was it? When you were reading comics as a kid, were those some of those that you read? Maybe not. Maybe Deadpool. Maybe not Deadpool. But like, was Batman? Some of them was. What was it when you were reading that you're a kid that kind of got yeah. you to now? Because
1: obviously well, it affected you a lot when you were a kid. It did. Yeah. Spider Man was my focus when I was a kid. Um, you know, up until about age ten or eleven, I could say. And then I, I, I probably would have. I don't know what my focus would have been in comics like then. But uh, X-Men came along at a pretty important time for me. And then I just got really swallowed up by that. Um, What year was that, by the way? Oh, boy. Uh, We're talking like the stuff that John Byrne was doing. And uh, uh, Cockrum and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I really really got jumped into, uh, X-Men kept me around. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and then, of course, uh, at the Kubert school, they were always, like, focusing on, like, a wider variety. So, like, you know, I had not seen any of the old, like, Flash Gordon stuff that Alex and Raymond was doing. <laughs> oh. or, uh, or the stuff that, like, you know, Little Nemo and, and Slumberland. Like, but Kubert had a lot of that stuff around. So you'd really get, like, a wider focus on what comics could do. Then uh, stuff that I was reading in comics, because my my comic reading was kind of focused on, like, superheroes for a long mm-hmm. time. And then, like, uh, you know, he was able to get me to, to take a look at the wider world of, like, you know, adventure fantasy or, uh, or you know, like, um, some of the things that comics do really well. Like, uh, they can do mood really well. You can do, like... Um, Uh, You know fantasy stuff uh, because it used to be the movies couldn't quite do the fantasy aspect or the superhero Aspect so comics had it they kind of had the run of the joint if you wanted to have somebody flying or You know like destroying a building or something like that. They can do that now in the movies When I was a kid like you know if you're gonna have dr. Doom take over the world and the Fantastic Four fight him in a giant fight with robots and stuff like that. Like <laughs> we're talking like, you know, like I, I don't know, maybe a week's, two weeks time of Jack Kirby's time. But oh, uh you know that's we're talking like he, years worth of work that uh you know an army of people are doing yes, in order to destroy building yes. with the robots. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That's I've honestly
0: never thought about that before from like an old school perspective on that of yeah, the book comics were our thing that we could t- I've never thought about that. Yeah. I mean comics, that kind of ages some people,
1: but it's yeah. it's cool. I never yeah. Wow. Comics were the place that you could have that where you just didn't have that in other yeah. places. Um, you know, even the well, comic yeah, and, and if you did, if you did though, think about it, it would probably look really cheesy.
0: <laughs> That's the thing, like you're like, it actually looks good on the comic more than a movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: It looks great in comics, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can make it yeah. look really st- Comics, but in uh, movies, yeah. If you if you slip up and you, if we wind up on either side of the the uncanny valley, like you know, you can be in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> I remember, yeah. I, oh, one hundred percent. You know, the first Spider-Man movies, like uh, when he's jumping around, like you know, in a long shot, like uh, it's clearly like computer animated, and there's something off about yeah. the. The way that he's balancing and uh, on that flagpole, or jumping from one thing to the next, and it can really take you momentarily out of the action. But in comics, you're pretty much in it as soon as you start reading it. So you know. there
0: was a what was it? There's a saying there. Is the pro- oh what there was? I don't want to butcher it, but there was a saying. It made me think. I heard about it a long time ago, and involved comics and film to say working in comics you can do more with the budget for a can of soup than you could for a whole budget for a billion dollar movie and it's like that's kind of true yeah <laughs> yeah, I think, that it was, it. I think it's, it's the same out. like you know like 50 cents and you can get this big huge expansive world like like as you said with Spider-Man and such like that actually looks better on the page and especially yeah. compared to the first movies but and then you do big battles with Doctor Doom like you mentioned and for 50 cents you pay someone to do it and then billion-dollar movie budget, it looks all right, but somehow that book seems a little bit better.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really great observation, yeah. I think that that's the value that comics still have, you know, and you can do things with it that, like, uh, nobody else can do, you know. So I think that that's yeah. the thing to remember is, you know, in comics people are always worried about, like, what um, what's going to happen with the medium, and, uh, you know, I would just say, like, focus on the things that, uh, comics can give to people like, um, you know, those fantasy elements or story elements that mm-hmm. honestly, like, um, you know, not a lot of people are going to like spend a lot of time watching a two, two hour movie about someone's life or a autobiography or something like that. But they might do that with a comic, you know, like, um, like, uh, I just read, um, Daniel Klaus, uh Patience uh, book. And, uh, I, you oh. know, I was looking at that. I was like, yeah, it could probably be a movie. That would be kind of interesting. But, yes. like, you know, it's just kind of uh, interesting to see, like, you know, if you've got, uh, Im- you know, repetition of images and juxtaposition of text and an and image, like, there's a lot of things that you can do in comics that you really, you're kind of limited in movies, like, the thing that I, I think comics still do is that we have that juxtaposition of um, text and, uh, and visual that they don't really do movies that often anymore. An, over, an, uh, an overdub of somebody talking in an, you know with an image, it's just not done very often. But with comics, it's done continually, you know? So It's I, true. Oh, it's very true. Yeah, you can have like a oh. picture of a flower and then have someone describing the Dresden firebombing, you know, like yeah, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And then you can have, you can you can have it's a mix of the two, you know. But with movies, yes. it's, the, the narrative is very very. It's like a train. It's like getting on a, a train. You're you get on the beginning of the train, and the train takes you to the end. And it's not like you can flip back and forth between positions like. If you're going from San Diego to Los Angeles, like, you can't really halfway through the trip just like take a look at the page where you were in San Diego. You know, you're on a yeah, on a- yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh,
0: it's 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 very true. And I want to give there's a good example I have for that you'd rather read the comic, and it's I, I saw a blip of it on Shark Week once, and this is done by Schoolastic, and there's way more blood than I've ever seen in a Schoolastic book before. Oh wow. And it's at Walmart for sale. in the kid, yeah, oh yeah, I caught my attention. My girlfriend and I shopped in Kayla, however. We had the thing on there, uh, it was, I don't remember the name of it, but it's based on the story of when a shark, I believe it was a great white or a tiger shark, went into the East Coast rivers in like the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s, and attacked oh. and killed a couple people. Like kids that were swimming in these salt, salt rivers they didn't think a shark would go in there. Sure. And it was like the first shark attacks on, first documented shark attacks, I believe, on American soil. And the kids were attacked. Somebody lost a limb, I think, or something like that. And it was this whole thing. Wow. It was blood and all sorts of jazz. Yeah. And like Scholastic put it out as a graphic novel. Huh. And I'm like, oh, it was like, hey, love, look at this. I'm looking through, I'm like, I know this historical. Let me look through this. I'd rather read this book. This is way cooler than watching the documentary. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really neat that they did that. Yeah, Scholastic's a pretty interesting little company. So they do all sorts still of things. Still
0: kicking, too. Still kicking.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: they're never going to die. But yeah, that's, that does go with it in the sense where, like, a documentary, it'd be cool, you watch it once, but that comic, you can pick it up and go back to it all the time.
1: Yes. That, that's another yeah, part of it. Yeah, when I was a kid, that was a, that was a definite bonus. Because, uh, yeah, there was no way to, like, um, continually... Uh, Reinforce the story that you Had just thought about like I could go back to that comic like however Many times I wanted to do it um, and Oh yeah and, say, and, like, and, you know, Movies come and go Off the streaming services You, you can look up something yeah. and be There but with my comics I can Find it <laughs> so.
0: maybe, maybe though I mean I don't know Though because are we sounding old school Because I still buy DVDs and apparently People my age of 23 Do not buy DVDs <laughs> Oh really? Oh, yeah, I still buy <laughs> yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays and I'm like I buy physical comics and Blu-rays. I'm I old. Hope, I, get, I don't
1: know. I comics still. Yeah. I mean the comic shops are always are still there. So even during the pandemic, you know, some of them struggled but uh I think that they're all pretty much the ones that I had gone to were all still there. So
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, they're uh,
1: like, like we in
0: LA so yeah, you know what? I want to put it on record, though, Scott. Maybe you can agree with this one. If the pandemic didn't kill comic book stores, nothing will. <laughs> I, nothing will. They survived and adapted. I have friends of mine who own comic shops that listen to this podcast. And it's not being biased or anything like that. I'm being honest. Because everyone's like, oh, pandemic started. everything shut down. Comic stores are going to shut down. And then they're like, wait, no, We can. we're going to do delivery services. Like, order what you want. Yeah. Where uh, see if you got anything, see if we got a back suck. we'll deliver it to you at your front doorstep. It was Uber for or not, was it was Uber Eats, but for comics. Now <laughs> I don't doing that. Or or you just pull up and they come out to your window with a mask and drop it in your car. Oh, like, they adapted. it. Yeah. Yeah, they adapted so well. So you know what? I believe comic book stores are gonna last forever. <laughs> I'm sorry, you mentioned the thing that like, people are like, yeah, comic stores in trouble. No, they're gonna last, you know, as long as there's still printed books in the world. And they're not all digitally transferred to our heads
1: yet, then we're fine. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, because I love comics and I would, I would be, it would be a real shame to see them go away soon.
0: Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast you can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, All sorts of stuff like that on there. And, of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick looking stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue. Vigilante in Training, or if you want, we have in a word bubble on there, trying to best to explain this on a podcast, in a word bubble, Make Comics Not War. Get that on t-shirts, sweaters, posters, a mask, buttons, phone cases, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, lastly, we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo, you know, a lot of us like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster, or you know, you're a semi-medium age adult, and you like Blockbuster too, you want to support the past, and keep a little bit of retro on there, you can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble, and an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below, and that will help you guys, and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs, and see what all the fun stuff we have for you guys. See the logos for yourself and support the podcast all in the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag high folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past exactly now one thing i do like asking this of fellow creators that come out of the show is it's a personal question because we've all got our favorites you know i think people ask me all the time who do you want to write for and i'm like well i got some of these guys Not really people ones people think of who do you still think that maybe you've never got to touch yet at Marvel or DC? Do you think you want to touch?
1: Oh, I would love to work on the Legion of Superheroes, but uh, that's always such a weird property over there at DC. The past like ten years, so. Um, the they Legion just, of Superheroes?
0: Uh, that was not a-
1: I love the wow. Legion. It's great. Yeah, I think a, I could tell. A lot of you, Scott, you
0: were so quick on that answer. <laughs> you really were. You're like, Legion of Superheroes, I want to do that. Like, you definitely want to do them. Because some people are asking, they're like, "Wow, well, I don't know. It's a good question. People are like, you're just like, Legion of Superheroes on my number one list.
1: It is. Yeah, yeah. It's still on my number one list. I mean, it's just one of those things where I'd have to, I'd have to, it would have to be kind of what I want to see out of it. Like I wouldn't want to just like uh, art robot on it because I'm really into that property. I think it's just fantastic. But um, so I'd have to to really. It would have to be on on uh, on terms that I could kind of live with. But
0: (laughs) but it's true. Which would be tough. uh, It would be tough. You're. You know what though? I want to get on a record. Saturn Girl is an under underrated heroine. I think she's awesome and deserves more spotlight but that's just me oh
1: absolutely well i think that the thing that i like about the legion of superheroes is that it is a it's a mixed cast like and it actually has a lot of female characters in it like when i was growing up the the, the justice league had, had two women in it you know it had like a million guys but like it had two women mm-hmm. and um legion of superheroes had dozens of women It just you know, from Shadow Last to Lightning Last to Phantom Girl to you know, like uh, like you said, uh, Saturn Girl and Princess Projectra, and like there was just a ton of women running around in the cast, and I really liked that because it gave it gave the property a lot of places to go, which the Justice League just didn't. You know, like you can have Wonder Woman and Superman dating, but that's it like Aquaman's just sitting off by alone by the side you know like so it's just you know I just found it much more interesting to have all the personal relationships and you can also not destroy the other properties too like by like if you have Wonder Woman and Superman (laughs) dating like it can be a bit of a mess for a while for both of those properties oh yeah so, yeah, and the editing,
0: and the editors are mad, the writers, the whole writers'
1: workshop, yeah, it's a whole thing. Logistics, yes. But but with, a uh, you know, if you've got Saturn Girl, like, dating Ultra Boy, as opposed to Lightning Lad, like, you know, it'll be interesting for the book, but it won't be a, a something that sends everybody into paroxysms of... Uh, yeah,
0: that's... <laughs> they're not going to be calling everybody in on the DC payroll, like, all right, this big thing's happening and it affects everyone's books. Damn it! No, they're like, "Hey, what's going on in your world?" Like, "Oh, yeah. Scott's in his corner. He's in the Legion of
1: Superheroes corner. Like, whatever happens in that corner, it's all right. his." Yeah, there's there is that his advantage, in that kind of thing, and I think that that's what Brian Bendis and uh, Ryan Sooker are, are working on now. So you can, I'm a little jealous of like the fact that they're able to do that. So it's kind of fun to watch. I <laughs> I think it's what? a good book. So
0: it's true. It's true. But you know what? If they keep it going and keep it alive, who knows? Maybe there's a chance that uh, yeah. Scott get hired. Who knows? It's the books. Sometimes people <laughs> even come and go. So uh, and I'll be honest people have gotten jobs from this show. I haven't personally, and I'm the fucking host, but my okay. guests have. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid, but whatever.
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't know how that works.
0: I don't know how. But like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I really don't know how that, like, and he knows, I, I'm not going to say his name because he knows who he is. He's a friend of mine who works on the CW shows. Uh-huh. And he's like, I want to work on Batman. He's like, that's my dream. I'm like, oh, and that'd be awesome. man. like, I'm, I've said who I want to work on on the show plenty of times, like <laughs> a DC or Marvel, like Al Jordan Green. I don't want any of the big names. I want some of the D listers or C or B listers. That's all. And oh, and then he's like, oh, two months later, hey, Dakota, like someone listening, like, I, all of a sudden I got this job at Batman. Like, are you oh, shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> like, he got a job at right. Batwoman. And it's like, are you kidding me? Oh, like, yeah, fun. I'm working on Bruce Wayne. Like, God damn it.
1: <laughs> How great is that, though? That's really fun. It is cool. It yeah, really is fun. I was cool. really
0: proud that he got it and such. And it's like, yeah. some people have gotten comic jobs before, too. They're like, oh, I got this acting gig. Someone listen to the show. Or, hey, this yeah. person's looking at my work now because they listen to the show. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that's really I was like, you know what? Thank God I work for comment I'm proud of you all, and I love you all. But Shit. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a great thing to have uh, happen. I mean, it's wonderful to have your friends like succeed, like, you know, like, and uh, that, you know, they owe a little bit to, to the conversations that they had with you and stuff like that. That's really neat, though. Yeah,
0: I'm happy. Great. Yeah, it is. I'm happy they got their jobs. I'm really, anybody gets a dream job, I'm happy for them.
1: Absolutely. Uh, no matter the
0: cost, you have to be. You just have to, because, I mean, well, shit, I've seen
1: people rise and fall in comics, and I hate that. Yeah. Know? I mean, the thing that you have to kind of remember is that it's a long life. Like, um, you find yourself in places or working on projects that, like, you might not have thought were going to be as much fun as they were, and vice versa, too. Like, you know, your friend can be on that uh, dream Batman job, and it just doesn't click for whatever reason. Or, you know, like when I, when I first took on Deadpool, I... I didn't know that much about the character. I had done some inking on it, like, 10 or 15 years before. But it was just, like, rush jobs that the editor would say, quick, I need this done, and I would get it done overnight. So I didn't really have that much of a connection with it. But when I started working on it, like, um, you know, it was a a weird kind of way into the property because we were doing these little flashbacks kind of stories you know things set in the 80s or the 70s or the 60s and um really what wound up happening is that I could sort of I could establish a beachhead you know for myself and enough to sort of like get on the property look around and say what can I do to make you know my own place here you know like and uh and then I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it was just so much fun. Like, in the end, it was probably the happiest I've I've been on any comic project, you know, like, for the longest. Really? With a great editor and really great writers. Like Jerry and Brian was saying were, like, amazing. So, you know, it was really just a lot of fun to do. It was never... It was never... uh wrote, you know, like, uh you know, there was never a moment where I wasn't surprised at what was happening or the things that mm-hmm. I was drawing. Um, it was always entertaining and engaging and uh, challenging. And so that was a good five and a half years, like, <clears throat> you know, but you just never know where it's going to come from. Because, uh, you know, I'd done all sorts of things like before that, like, uh you know, like, uh, I'd done some, you know, uh, there were sort of, like, uh, things for kids, like, uh, in the property line, so, like, Avengers kind of things, or uh, yeah, or Fantastic Four kind of things, but it was a weird Avengers, it was like an Avengers with Nova and the Vision. And oh, wow, yeah,
0: that's automatically weird, if you got Nova as part of the Avengers uh, team.
1: Nova. Like, oh, things, things look uh, rough. <laughs> It was Nova, the Visions, um, uh, Black Widow, and Invisible Woman, and Captain America. That's it's a just good a- lineup. Yeah, it so, is. It's
0: it's a good lineup.
1: I mean, it's uh, yeah, it bad a characters that get attention. Yeah, it was just really interesting, but it was like it wasn't one of the something that clicked that much with me. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it would. Like I was all excited about it. And uh, but on Deadpool, it really clicked when I didn't expect it. So that's that's just what I'm saying is that um, you know you you can't look at like um, working on Batman or working on a story of uh, a movie or something like that or a role and sort of say like uh, this is the end all be all. It's something that's it's they're they're like stepping stones, you know, like in your path. So it's like um, yeah. it's like you can see a mountain up ahead but sometimes the path is not going to take you to that mountain it'll take you around it or some other valley that you weren't expecting so you know it's um you have to kind of just be prepared for uh for surprises you
0: know so that would that's be much- true that's that's the best advice i've heard in a long time i i, I personally i live with that i know that all heartedly because there's weird stepping stones of my life with it but that is honestly true like there's no way friends are both about it like shit i
1: yeah yeah like deadpool didn't exist when i was a kid you know so yeah that's it yeah (laughs) see like like you know when i was reading the comics i was like oh spider-man or the x-men but even the x-men are have moved on from the x-men that i liked so like uh, yeah spider-man's been kind of stuck in amber but that's fine it's I don't. I don't need like. Uh, there are some comics like Savage Dragon or um, Gasoline Alley that like they just keep going like uh, like as if it's real time, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's true. We, man we, hmm. much with me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. I got a fun little stepping stone for you. We're coming to the end here, but a fun little ex- good example. Am I in with that? Is I work in filmmaking as I mentioned before, but don't do it as much anymore. Before kind of COVID, it was kind of getting in there. But my stepping stone was a few years in filmmaking, working with Rumberg, a bunch of other people, and yeah. feature films, all sorts of jazz and shit. Nowadays, though, like when I'm not doing comics, the podcast or anything like that, like I'm working full time at, at with animal caretaking, you know, at an oncology center here in town and work with exotics. I worked at a zoo for four years. So oh, it's right. the thing like, yeah, so it's, it's this whole thing. The stepping stones, like, I still do film every now and then. Like, I do film tie-in comics, and I do film writing, one on script writing, but I'm not doing the set design and building that much anymore. But the stepping stone from film was like, I love this. And create, create. and then the stepping stone from film was two comic books. And then it was also a stepping stone. It was a two-in-one type stepping stone. Two animal caretaking and such like that as well. So, yeah, uh, you was,
1: never know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, I think that the most important thing in life is just to have, you know, uh. To be always on the out, the lookout for purpose in your life, you know, like um, it can lead, uh, it can lead to a lot of depression and anxiety if you are not where you kind of need to be in order to have like purpose in life. So like, yes. uh, you know, if you're helping people out, that's a noble, or helping animals, that's a noble purpose in life. To be honest, like. And uh, the arts also help people out as well. It gives them an escape or it gives them some enjoyment, you know. And it's good to have that kind of purpose as well. So I think that um, you, you just never know where you're going to wind up. Uh, you know, I, I was very singularly focused from when I was a, a kid to getting to this job. But even once you get the job, you're like, well, what do I do with the job? You know, so, like, yes, be singularly yes. focused on getting that Batman story. And then once you get it, you're like, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? What am I going to like? That what am I going to change? What am I going to keep the same as the things that I loved? You know, what do I want to talk about like right now? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's uh, the, a field in the arts is always going to change. It's always going to evolve. But other people's lives and other people's jobs and things like that change as well like um yeah. you know, so
0: it's true it's very true it's very man we are at the end of the episode here because honestly i don't want to take too much of your time this okay. is almost a ted talk for life and like working <laughs> in the arts and shit, scott this has been amazing like i personally like, i've been through a lot of this already so i kind of know a little bit of it and i live by a lot of shit you're saying but well, the people who don't like my God, they don't. If you listen to this episode and don't take anything, I'm sorry,
1: cannot help you
0: anymore. <laughs> well, oh, you, know, when you have
1: conversations with people. You want to try and like uh, engage them and let them. You know, you want to leave them with something to think about. You know, exactly. I think that exactly. uh, even in art, like uh, if you wrap up everything. Uh, You know, that you started out the story with, and you don't leave something dangling or some thought, you know, to like sort of like something like some pearl or some grain of sand that they can mull over for the rest of their lives. Like, if you're not leaving that there for them, then like it's just a conversation that'll be forgotten about for, you know, for the rest of your life. So, exactly, you know, so that's great.
0: Of course. And Val, I know you mentioned it before to social media, and I wanted to get that out on here now. So where can people find you at on social media on, so we can help you build that up for that Kickstarter
1: whenever it comes out? That's right. Yes, we do need to build that up. So uh, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Koblish, K-O-B-L-I-S-H. I grabbed it uh, so early on that I didn't think to grab at Scott Koblish. I was just like... oh. But there is an at Scott Koblish, but it's someone grabbed it in China. Like, they just, <laughs> they, they, I, they were like, ooh, they were all excited. Uh, but then what I, what I wound up doing was just if I needed a signal boost, I would, like, put hashtag Scott Koblish. Because they, oh, they, they weren't really using it. So, like, they grabbed it, but they didn't really do it. But Let's you can wait find Scott Koblish. And then um, on Instagram, I'm Scott Koblish there. So, um, K-O-B-L-I-S-H sweet well good yep. man i Bye. want to thank you so much for coming on to this podcast absolutely well thank you so much for having me i was really enjoyable and i hope i i, I hope that uh, you find all the things that you want to find in life and uh, and get reward and uh you know um emotional uh, sucker out of the things that you you're you're doing so um, thank you man and likewise for you too though i mean don't cut yourself out just yet
0: you gotta come on you gotta go for oh, that I, stuff you're I, wanting for more <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm like hold on here
1: scott don't sound something like oh i hope you find it because i never did wait no hold up no 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 you misunderstand me i'm nowhere near done i just i just okay, i wish okay. all the best for you is what i'm saying <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you all right i got sorry it's a the, it's
0: the caring nature in me that i care about people often more than myself so i'm like hold the fucking phone <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you scott and I'll let you know when it comes out as well, good man. Like I said, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. Of course. I'll talk to you later, Scott. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, bye